Hey, Tara. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I've been wondering about that green wall project and where are you with it? Whatever happened <laughs> to that project? Oh, that project. I'll lay out the timeline a little bit for people listening. The green wall project was something like maybe 18 to 20 months in the making. I said, I want to do this wall project. And nearly two years later, a wall project got done. But holy cow, what a metaphor for life that wall was. That wall brought up anxiety. It brought up fear of failure. It brought up communication challenges with my husband because I didn't tell him. I thought he might say no. So I was just like ordered 65,000 boxes from Ikea one weekend uh, on a cold March and they just showed up and he was like, okay, like what's going on here? I'm like, it's going to be great. And it's going to be a wall. It's going to be done in no time. It became like the nemesis of our marriage for all that time as he just had to stare at the Ikea boxes for a really long time. The story of how the wall wrapped up is really beautiful. Actually, I'm aware that on a previous podcast, we talked about the wall while I was like in the middle of that process and how I had this vision and I clearly was feeling very stuck in getting started with a vision. And you came and brought some other friends in and said, okay, we're just, we're painting the wall. That was step one was just painting the wall itself. I Ikea hacked my wall, right? And I had all of these cubby units that were going to go up the sides and along the top of my wall and kind of frame them almost like a built-in bookcase, but I didn't want to spend the money for somebody to custom do that. So I was going to just DIY it because obviously how hard could it be? Uh, answer, <laughs> harder than I thought. <laughs> when we got off that last conversation where we were talking about my journey with the wall and how stuck I was feeling, I think that conversation happened maybe in October or November of 2022, it took a full year from that last conversation to finish the wall because I remained stuck in a lot of ways. But that conversation really broke open some things for me, which one, if anybody listens to that, which I think is probably the podcast right before this one, I think many people who have struggled with uh, ADD, ADHD, <laughs> will recognize my struggle in that project. I struggle with these things. I know people in my life who they understand it's not as easy as just say you're going to do the thing and then do the thing. Your brain takes all of these winding and meandering road trips along the way to the finish of the project. I still really was stuck around that. And there were so many reasons why. I think I talked about my paint clothes and not wanting to change my clothes and all this kind of stuff. I also struggle with the whole object permanence thing. So when it's like out of sight, it's out of mind. The project was going on in my garage, but in a walk into my garage, there would be days and days where I never even thought about it. Cause it was just like somewhere else in my house. I eventually got to the point, you know, my husband and I had to come to Jesus about this wall and what it was going to take to get it done. I did express to him that I was really struggling with exiting, doing it in the garage, coming back in, all this kind of stuff. I said, let's, let's make this deal. And this obviously took a long time to get to this point of this deal, but I said, I need to bring it back in the house. I need to see it every day. And every day I'll walk up to it and do something with it. If I paint, I needed to paint the units before they could go on the wall. It took me a long time to get there, but I was able to really verbalize like what I needed to help me take the next step, which was, I just, I need the setup to be a little different. 
I need to not either be freezing or sweating in the garage. I think at that point it was probably more freezing, you know, whatever it was. And so he said, okay, let's do this. We're going to shorten the timeline. He kept asking me what my vision was. I told him what the vision was. Everything came in the house and I painted everything. So in pretty short succession, when I was able to ask for a setup that worked better for me, I was able to get all the painting pieces done and all the units were assembled. And so the last thing that needed to be done was the vision of putting them up on the wall, which P.S. I didn't really have a great understanding of how that was going to happen. I just figured it would happen. I kind of had a vision of how it would happen. I called my dad, who's very handy. It's like, dad, here's my vision. He kind of talked me through it. I talked my husband through it. He knew the vision. In the meantime, we also have some very dear friends of ours who moved into the state we live in and was super excited to be near them again. And they came over one day and my friend was like, talk to me about the wall. What's the deal with the wall? I told her the vision. I was like, this, this cabinet's going to go here and this one's going to go here. And then that across the top. And she's like, I see it. I see it like this. Is awesome. It's going to be great. And I was like, yeah. And I talked to her about my struggle. I'm really struggling taking that final step. Like I'm just really struggling with it. She, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. We went about our day. No big deal. Several weekends later. And this is the part of the story that to me is just so beautiful because it was such an example of giving and receiving. And it was such an example of support. I had an old friend from college who had reached out via Facebook. She just put something out into the nethers at some point. She had been struggling with grief with her father passing. And she said, I need to get out of town. Who wants to, who wants to go out of town with me? And I sort of just chimed in. I was like, sounds great. Like I would love a girl's weekend. That sounds amazing. Long story short, it ended up that a few of us from college who hadn't even seen each other. I mean, I hadn't seen this girl in probably nearly 20 years, but she had a call for, I need support. And I responded. And then like another friend from college and another friend from college, the next thing, you know, they're all coming to Colorado and we're doing a girl's weekend at a little adorable little house up toward the mountains. This is actually the second weekend. It started a annual thing for us when we did the support weekend. She is still, by the way, in deep grief more than a year after the fact. And so she still is, I need these weekends. I need to get away. It was so beautiful because it was her asking for support that got me out of the house to go have this girls weekend. We're having this beautiful weekend in the mountains. And my daughter, who is a softball player, has a softball game that weekend while we're gone. But I really, really love watching my daughter play softball. I wanted to watch her play. So the way that we've worked at the last couple of years is we come back down, they go and do something. They're not from the area and I am. So they go out and visit somewhere in the area in Denver. They went somewhere that they were like, oh, let's go visit this thing. While I went to my daughter's softball game. And on our way down from the mountains, we come down and I make a stop at my house. I don't think my husband knew I was going to stop at my house. Obviously, he thought I wouldn't be home until the long weekend was over. But I, I make a stop at the house to grab a chair for the game. So all four of us walk into the house. I walk in and I notice there's a church pew. The whole vision for this wall is actually came about in my head because of this church pew that my dad has had in his possession. But I bought when I was in my 20s from when my church, my childhood church was getting remodeled and I used to sing in the church choir and the and they were auctioning off the pews from where the choir used to sing. I bought it 20 plus years ago for 200 and 
$50 or something, which was a ton of money to me at the time. And I really just felt this attached to this church pew. And over the summer, I had finally, my dad had it in his house for years. We traveled with the military and never had space for it. I just, I knew I wanted that pew in my life for the memories of it, but it took a long time for me to actually like retrieve it. I got it this summer and it had been sitting in the front room of my house. So when you walk directly into my house, you would see this pew, which is sort of out of place, but it was just kind of sitting there in this front room. It was the focal piece of like this wall. This whole thing was being built around this pew that's going to go on this wall. I walk in and I immediately I noticed like the pew's not there. Like something looks different because that room looks empty. I walk in a little further and I turn to my right where I can see my living room, which is where the wall project is going on. And the, the wall is built. The wall, all the pieces are hung. The pew is centered on the wall beautifully. And it was just done. I just scream oh my gosh the wall and and the ladies that I'm with they don't even have the whole history of this and that had only one of them I think had been in my house before or whatever so they didn't even know they, they didn't even recognize the transformation that that was for me and I was just like oh my gosh oh my gosh you know what must have happened this is oh my god like I'm losing my mind over this wall and all these emotions are flooding in. It is this, oh my gosh, they, how did my husband do this? Uh, this is crazy. There's no way, like who did this? How did this happen? And then there's all of these feelings of like, I, I mean, I'll be very honest. There were also immediate feelings of, well, how could they do that? And I couldn't, why did it take this long? I had all the judgment that came rushing in too. Like, was I the thing holding it back? Because when I left, it got done. I had to accept that I had this role in the delay of this project. It was just like me holding back on this for some reason. I knew that the friends that had just moved to Colorado had been over at our house the night before because I called home and checked in and they were all there and you know all this kind of stuff. So I knew immediately they had a role. My friend who really was the catalyst for saying, we just got to get this wall done. Like apparently she came over they were eating dinner. They brought their kids, you know, kids that are similar ages and everything. She looked at the wall and she said, what's the deal? Why isn't this done? And my husband's like, oh, you know, it's just been, that's a whole thing. Right. And she just kind of said, let's do it. Like, we got nothing else going on. We're just hanging out tonight. Like, let's do it. And he tried to talk her out of it. He was like, no, we love you too much as friends. <laughs> right. To yes. do this to you. Like, this is our issue with this wall. Everything that my brain gets stuck with, hers is the opposite. She's the, I just want to do the wall and then I'm just going to do the wall person. That's her personality. And I'm stuck in the muck, swirling perfectionism. What if it's not right person? And she's the, no, no, we got my family's here. Her husband's here. Uh, her kids are here. She's like, I, we can, no, we can, we can do this. She's the, we got this kind of person, which is what I love about her so much is, is I need that in my life because I get stuck in my own anxieties and fears a lot. I need those people around me who are like, uh, not a big deal. We're just putting it on the wall. Like it's done. Like it's just going to happen. They were up to like two in the morning doing the wall. After the fact, I got a picture. I think my younger daughter took of all of the adults holding one of the pieces that goes up at the tops toward the ceiling. And there's like five of them all standing there holding this piece while one of them's trying to anchor it in. And it was such a metaphor for support, that photo. It was like, oh, oh. like this, 
they did this because they loved me. They wanted to see me finally see my vision, which I had been talking about for nearly two years at that point. And everybody was tired of me talking about it. And everybody just wanted to see it done. I had come so far with all these pieces and it's like all the pieces are there. I just need to get it on the wall. Tears came to my eyes and I was like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> and then immediately I walk into my kitchen, fill my water bottle and I open the top of my water bottle at one counter and I turn around to go to my refrigerator and I don't look down. And one of our dog bowls was right in the middle of the kitchen floor. When I'm home, I kick the bowls kind of under the kickstop so they're never in the middle of the kitchen floor. Because I hadn't been home, nobody did that. So the dog bowls were just sort of left in the middle of the kitchen floor. I turn around, I don't see the dog bowl, I step on it, my foot goes right out from under me and I take what is like the most epic fall of my adulthood onto my kitchen floor. When I tell you that it is a miracle I did not break five bones, including my hip and my shoulder. Like it was pretty bad. I went down and I went down hard. And all of a sudden I'm on the floor and I'm immediately back into, I'm not asking for help mode because I'm like, oh my gosh, I fell. And I, remember, I hear the person from the bathroom like, oh my gosh, what was that? Oh my gosh, are you okay? I'm like, no, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, I'm immediately trying to say like, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Oh no, they would not, I mean, they were on me so fast. They, they were in my freezer. There were bags of peas on me. I got broccoli there, frozen vegetables all over me. Like, what do you need? What do you need? let us help you. Let us help you. You know, just stay where you need it. And I find myself immediately like wanting to just get up and be like, no, I'm okay. Like, it's fine. It's whatever. I don't accept help easily. I had just had this like really overwhelming moment of whether I wanted to or not accepting the help of that wall getting done because it happened without my knowledge. And it, it, even though I had all this judgment about how it happened, it felt so light that it happened, like that it finally got done. And I really was having to remind myself in that moment how much of that I actually did do. Like, no, I painted every one of these pieces. I helped paint this wall. I put every one of these pieces together by myself. I did this. I did a big, big chunk of this and I needed help at the end. It was like the universe was like, well, in case you didn't get that lesson, let's talk about how support shows up in your life, even when you won't ask for it by taking an epic grand fall in my kitchen, me immediately trying to like, no, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. And all the ladies around me like throwing frozen vegetables and ice packs at me from my freezer. And even the whole trip back up to the mountains later that day and everything, it was, how are you feeling? Okay, we'll get this stuff and no, we'll make dinner. And what do you need? And what chair do you want to set up? They were very nurturing. It was in this beautiful weekend of a few of us coming together to support another friend who was in deep, deep grief. This is sort of her grieving trip that she does every year now. We have a great time. We play cards and we talk about the old days. But in a lot of ways, that's us coming to the table to support her and her needs. The beauty of that weekend, like while I am out doing that, somebody else is supporting me unknowingly, supporting me by getting that wall done. At least the units hung. Then because I had such a hard time receiving that, <laughs> you know, the universe is like, haha, here's a nice big fall. You'll have no choice but to receive immediate attention and help and support in this moment because you are going to be laid out on the floor. It was just, oh, it was such a breath of fresh air. It was such an emotional weekend for me. It was 
absolutely the epitome of the giving and receiving balance that we talk about within our conscious connection circles, because a lot of times we're out of whack with that. We are really good givers. We're not really good receivers, right? We really are good if somebody asks for help, but we're not good about asking for help ourselves. I really struggled to ask for help with that wall. So I created all of these barriers to completion of that wall in a lot of ways because I just wasn't asking for what I needed, which was, I just really need help. I have a vision. I'm having a hard time doing it by myself. I just need some help with this, but I have this fierce independence that tells me if I ask for help that I failed. There's a lot of like working through that. And, but it took me having to take my time and attention away to help give to somebody else. And let's be clear. I also received in that weekend just by being away with girlfriends, but what that was about was supporting somebody else. And in return, I was getting the balance of that support as well. It was so beautiful. So all of those units got hung and then it was the momentum I needed to just get it done because the hard part was done of like, is it anchored into the wall? Is it going to fall on us? It's all good. Then there were multiple steps that came after that. There were cabinets and drawers that went into it. So I had to paint all of those. And my husband started to see the vision really well. And he was like, Ooh, I like this. So he got more excited to help. I finished all of those. He helped me get those kind of all loaded in there. It is now a complete wall. Like that wall makes me so happy. Like minimalism is such a trend these days and it is just full. It's just full. It's got stuff in the cubbies. It's got stuff on the wall. I've got pillows on the pew. Like I love looking at the stuff on that wall, which used to be for five years, just a straight empty wall. One of the things on my list was living in a home that sparks joy. And that wall sparks joy for me. And not only because I love the way it looks, not only because I love the color, not only because I love the photos hanging on the wall, but because now I love the story of how it all came together. It was such a struggle for me. It was such a struggle for the people who lived with me. It was a real struggle for my husband. He is also the like, let's just get it done kind of person. But whenever he would step in to help, he wasn't doing it right for me. I was like, mm, you can't, no, you got too, your painting isn't good enough. You're doing this wrong. Or this is how my vision, I, I had to relinquish a lot of control to receive help. And that was like the biggest lesson to me for that whole thing was if I spend all this time trying to control how it happens, it's never going to get done. I was so convinced I knew exactly how this was going to go and how it was going to look. Then when somebody tried to step in and help and they weren't doing it, how it was supposed to be done, I did not handle that well. It required a lot of shift in communication between my husband and I, understanding why I'm so frustrated, why he's so frustrated, why this wall is still not done. This became this little microcosm of our communication on our marriage too, that we had to really unravel. Why is this causing so much tension and why is this feeling so hard to just do like together there had been times where i had asked for his help and immediately i was like mm, wrong like nope and then he would get really angry and he'd be like fine do it yourself like i'm out once i was able to verbalize really i finally did at one point sit him down kind of in the weeks prior to them coming through and doing this and i said here's exactly my vision and what i want it to look like and i was very clear because he kind of said just I, I don't even understand like he could he didn't understand the whole time because I didn't share with him 
I shared with him like exactly. And when he could see the units it helped too, because I had kind of painted them and I was like, this one goes here, this one goes here. This, these two go across the top. These two go across this side. The pew goes here. There's going to be pictures here. There's going to be drawers here. When I was able to really show him and verbalize to him what it was going to look like, then it was easier for him also to help. But I needed to communicate that. And because I'm so great at trying to do everything all by myself, without asking for help, without asking support. And really, I like to do things without even telling people I'm doing things because then if I don't do it, then I feel like I didn't fail at it because nobody knew I was doing it. But this was so in your face because it was physical stuff. You know, I had to tell people, but like boxes literally just showed up and my whole family was like, hmm, so what's the project we're doing? That's a lot of boxes. <laughs> And I was like, this could be great, guys. It was also expectations. I had these visions, like everybody was going to see my vision and just jump on board and be really excited to help me. And that is not at all what happened. Oh, everybody was like, kind of your thing. I didn't buy in on that. Like, I thought my kids were going to be like, let's paint when they were just like, I don't know what mom's got going on in that corner, but there's just a lot of boxes. The wall is done. It, it got everything done, like things on the wall, pictures on the walls things in the little cubbies, everything before Thanksgiving of this year, finally. And that project start, I ordered those boxes in March of 22. And it was July of 22 that you said, what's everybody doing this weekend? Tara needs a wall painted and she's stuck and she's having a hard time. I was stuck on the color at that time. I was trying all these different greens and I didn't like any of them. It was that day that we finally, I think, went back to the store, got a new color and said, yep, this is the color. And then we just painted the wall that day. And that was July. The, the actual starting, I ordered this stuff in March. We didn't paint until July. The pieces finally got hung in the following October. And then the decorations and final touches were finally done in November. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great story. Oh, it's an example of what happens in all of our human lives. I mean, we're, we're all different. We all have our, our different examples of how our brains work and what our obstacles are and how we create our own obstacles. Oh my gosh. The yes. things that we say we want and, and we don't even know that they're obstacles. Mm -hmm. You have had on your list for many years since you've been in the military, because in the military, you kept having the move and it was often military housing and there's all these mm -hmm. rules in the military, but what you can and can't do to a military building that you're living in, you never really felt like you were home. Mm -hmm. The living intention that you created for your list of, I live in a home that sparks joy, wasn't even something you could do in the military life. Mm -hmm. It was moving forward in the dreams. Now, that your husband retired from military and is onto his next awesome career, you finally are in a home that you could create a home, like you're not moving every three years. So you're in a stable home that you could now put action behind. I live in a home that sparks joy. You did some of it everywhere sure. you lived. It's not mm -hmm. like there was no joy in your home. I know you well enough to know. No, that wasn't true. <laughs> but what you were really talking about is a home that sparks joy that I made some choices and decisions about, that yes. I put my energy into. My energetic signature is in this artwork that I chose or this furniture that I chose or the home that I chose, right? And the 
holiday decorations or not or blah 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 and it goes it goes on and on i feel the spark of joy every time you tell the story about the ball <laughs> right I, I can actually feel the expansion yeah. of joy i can visually see you walking into that space and recognizing wow yeah. it's done and it's it's doing the thing i imagined which was yes. my joy it's doing the thing that i put a lot of my love sweat tears whole emotional spectrum into this project and you had to learn where the giving and the receiving piece comes mm -hmm. one you had to receive the fact that your family allowed you to have this crazy mess in the collective family home for basically i was rounded up to two years right yeah yeah it was our living and, space it was our living room right yes I, yes it, so they all had to see right. it's like you dumped your brain on the floor yes um or opened a door to your head and everyone could see the chaos inside your mind i mean it was like dumped out yeah visual kinesthetic yes. you for could, everyone you could to see who walked in my home Yes. 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 Everyone. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes. So you have to go through the emotional roller coaster when strangers come in, mm -hmm. and, and 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 your judgment dragons get engaged, and you're wondering what their judgment dragons are saying because they're not saying anything, but you're making up the whole storyline of what's mm -hmm. going on with their judgment dragons and your judgment dragons around this project that is in process on the floor, but your family had to deal with it and live with it daily daily so, so one thing that you were receiving is your family's witnessing of your struggle of completing mm -hmm. a project that you started yeah and they gave you the grace for, i mean they might have given you some fleck <laughs> along the way probably all of them <laughs> actually they all did they were like okay my kids were like is it time what's the deal it was a representation of some of my biggest human struggles and they continue to be struggles by the way but uh, there was a lot of growth in that project but it was the struggle around control it's a struggle for me around independence and just wanting to do what i want to do that was the whole conversation with my husband. Well, I just ordered the stuff because I thought you might say no. And I really wanted to do it. I mean, that was my reality that I had to come clean on. And he was like, what the, Be because I'm an impulse person and he's a calculated person. And so for the person who gets the dopamine hit by being really impulsive, and that's really fun for me, it's a real downer when I bring my fun, impulsive idea to the calculated risk person who's like, well, let's draw up a plan and let's talk about the money and let's do the thing and let's blah, blah, blah. And I have questions and I'm like, boring. Uh, let's just buy some stuff. Like, right. That is the challenge in my marriage. It is the challenge for me personally, because I do impulsive things and I'm like, Ooh, great idea at the time. Then I get myself stuck in this big giant swirling mess. I don't know how to get myself out of it. And so <laughs> this one just happened to include my whole family because it was in my house. So it's like all of these things that have been challenges for me my whole life. I really had to come face to face with a lot of that, asking for help, receiving the help, being clear in my communication about what I want. 
being able to respect that my partner doesn't operate the same way that I do finding a way that works for both. Right. And in a lot of ways, it's like, he is the grounding force that I need. Otherwise I would have probably more things in the works than I do because he's usually the kind of quote unquote voice of reason. That's like, ah, oh, time out. Hold on. Let's talk this through. I would have every puppy adopted because I can't look at a puppy on the Facebook pages of the <laughs> puppy rescue, the dog rescues that I follow and not want the puppy. If I was not married, I would have all the puppy because I would, I would just immediately be like, Oh, that one needs rescuing. It's mine. I got it. Like, it's fine. What's, what's 20 puppies. Like when you have 19, what's 20, you know, like, like that's how I would be. And he has to always be the voice that's like, oh, okay, time out. Um, let's think about this when you got really irritated that the dog threw up earlier today on the carpet and it's like oh yeah he's like okay now multiply that by 20 oh yeah but it's so cute no multiply that by 20 do you really want that oh not really but I wouldn't even get to that point I would just be like yes all the puppies it was just a reminder of okay this is how I work and very impulsive this is not how he works and I need to communicate. We had a whole conversation around like it's him asking those questions and him asking me to just slow down and time out and think about it is not him saying no. And it's not him crushing. It feels to me like you're crushing my dream. I want to do all the things. And he is just more based in reality around that stuff than I am. I'm like, what else is possible? Let's do it all. Um, so yeah, it was just all of these big human things that I have often struggled with finishing things I start, control, communication, um, independence, all of these things, it, it brought up all of that. And it was really kind of beautiful how it all came together still. I'm, I'm still married and I still have friends who love me. Nobody walked away from me. They just all came together and sort of supported that. I really thank my friend who was able to come because she, she was not in the muck of it. Even my husband at that point was in the muck. And he's like, you don't want to touch this. Like, this is the whole thing. And she was like, mm, I don't think so. Like she, it didn't feel hard to her because she hadn't lived with two years of the weight of it and everything it was bringing emotionally on our inner microcosm in our house. So she was just like, yeah, no, we can do this in a night. We got this. <laughs> and they did. They all said, there is no way you two alone would have ever gotten this done. It took four adults, plus their 17-year-old son, who is an adult size, plus my adult daughter, plus they have, we have two littles that are, that were 12, you know, at the time, those two littles helped in the ways that they could too. In some ways, it was just keeping the dogs out of the way and taking pictures and cheering them on. There were six of them getting that done, eight of them all together, but six adult-sized humans helping put that thing up and they were like we don't think you would have ever done it if you didn't ask for help and I don't know if I would have ever asked for help so I needed somebody to just show up and force it on me <laughs> I probably wouldn't have asked and I would have struggled more and more and more so <sighs> I invite you to consider that now when you give to somebody else some of that energy that was generated from people going, yeah, no, we're going to put this wall up. Um, mm -hmm. We can do this. We have her vision. You communicated enough to your family and to this particular friend, your mm -hmm. vision. Mm -hmm. So collectively they could bounce 
you know, I understand she wants mm -hmm. it to be this way or that way. And they were able to assemble it for you. And yes, they had to get you out of the way. Like that's, yeah, they had to get you out of the way in order to help yeah. you complete a project that yes. you would not have been able to do by yourself. So isn't that interesting that you set it up that you have to do it by yourself when there is the physics of it are that you would never be able to do it by Correct. yourself. Not even when you relinquished and finally asked husband for help. Correct. Um, even the two of you together would not have been able to have the the just the physics, the human physics yes. to hold the items up and do the carpentry to put the anchors in. Mm -hmm. It actually took, like you said, all, all of those pieces. But now when you look at your wall and you know those pieces, okay, yes, there was some, I did most of it by myself. Mm -hmm. And yes, there are some pieces where I received help. And because mm -hmm. you received help, now when you give to support your friend who's in grief, it's more authentic. Mm -hmm. It's more real because you know the value of getting help to get out of your own way mm -hmm. because the people who care and love about you can see it because I can see things for you. You can see things for me. Again, that's part of what I love about being in a circle is yes, you, you might be giving to your friend who's grieving. And that mm -hmm. energetically opened up, well, they were able to get you out of the house. So it, it, it opened up the space <laughs> for the people who care about you to be able to jump in and do some of the things they've been wanting to do to yeah. give to you. It and got me out of my own you, way physically. I had to leave the situation. <laughs> you had to leave, but you were also, your leaving was also giving to somebody. Yeah. And in that giving, it opened up a space for you to be able to receive because you put energy out to give wholeheartedly, absolutely authentically with loving intention you gave to a friend in, in grief, which moved energy from your system and left a vacuum in which could now be filled by receiving mm. from your family and other set of friends. And the mm -hmm. wall sparks joy. And the wall sparks joy. She was so worried. She was like, I thought I was so worried, so worried you were going to be mad at me. I was so worried. What if I didn't create your vision and I just screwed it up? I was so worried. I was so worried. She's like, I was holding my breath until the time you came home and saw it. And I was like, it's, it is exactly my vision. It, and, and yes, I had, I had the judgments come up in me of like, man, I really wanted to really wanted to bring it all together and help with that part. But I, I wasn't being productive at that point. I was the barrier to this project. I had to just set that aside and just sit in gratitude. I just had so much gratitude for somebody watching my struggle, somebody who recognizes that I'm not good about receiving help and finding a way to just give me the help in a way that I couldn't Put the brakes on it. If I had been there, I would have talked them out. Like my husband tried to talk them out of it. If I had been there, I'd have been like, no, absolutely not. You guys are not going through that. Like I am not, nope. And I would have had all the barriers. Well, what if we don't, I don't know if we have all the hardware. I don't know if we have this right. I don't know if we have that right. I don't know. And I would have thrown up all of the reasons why we should not spend our Friday night doing this. And I would have put the kibosh on it and it might still not be done. <laughs> but as it is, 
I got out of the way unknowingly and they stepped right in. I have to really think about this and remember this the next time I'm struggling. The question that I was going to ask you next is what did this process teach you or what did you learn from it that you can use moving forward? Because this isn't going to be the only Mm -hmm. life situation in which you're wrestling with your judgment dragons on being good enough or being perfect or finishing projects that you start or creating a home that sparks joy. I mean, this wall will spark joy for a long time. I'm not discounting mm -hmm. that. And at some point, because we're human, we're on to the next. <laughs> One of the biggest things I've learned is that I really need to communicate with those around me what is going on in my head when I'm struggling. And that's really hard for me because when I say it out loud, it sounds silly. The barriers that my mind puts up feel very valid in the moment. And when I say them out loud, they kind of feel a little silly almost sometimes. I'm like, what? Now as I say this out loud, this is kind of ridiculous. But the reality is I have a really busy brain. It just do. And whatever the reason for that is, you could call it, just uniqueness. You could call it ADD. You could call it trauma. You could call it all, whatever it is. Uh, the life culmination of my body and my brain and this human experience is that I have a really busy mind and it comes, it just doesn't get to from point A to point B straight ever. I've learned that, oh, well, A, it took me a long time to learn this, but I've, you know, I learned that not everybody works that way. And I've learned that the people around me who love me, if I want to avoid the frustration that this wall project created, I need to communicate what's going on in my head so that somebody then can come in and support me with sort of the counter intelligence <laughs> to what I'm saying in my head. And I've learned with my husband and it took time, right? It took time because a lot of times I felt like I would share and his response didn't feel supportive to me. It felt very judgmental. Like he would kind of give this like furrowed look on his face. What the hell are you talking about? Why are you making this so hard? I don't know, but this is just what my brain does. You know, it makes things really hard. I even learned in those moments when he gave those responses to say like, that's not a helpful response because now I'm shutting down and I'm not going to share with you anymore. And now we've come to this place where I can say, Hey, so there's like all of these things that are on my mind and I'm really struggling with them because I don't know where to start. I don't have a starting place and I'm swirling in a mass and now I'm getting nothing done because I'm avoiding it all and blah, blah, you know, and, and I had even a moment of that this past week where I said, I'm really struggling with all of these things. And for me to say I'm struggling is really hard. And I can't tell you internally, every time I say I'm struggling with something, it's like failure, 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 failure. Told you you couldn't, you can't do it. You're not capable. I mean, and I have to just like try to turn the volume down on that voice enough to just get out what I'm struggling with. And that is nonstop. Like, I don't know if that voice will ever go away from me, but I'm learning to turn the volume down on it. As I'm saying the words out loud, I'm struggling with this. The inner voice is like, failure, you suck, you're awful, you're the worst, you know, why can't, why can't you just do this? And I said, I'm struggling. I have all these things that need to be done and I'm struggling to cook meals and I'm struggling to organize the closets and I'm struggling with all these things. And he was like, you don't have to do all of those things by yourself. But I'm like, yes, yes, I do. If I'm Wonder Woman, like I want to be, then I have to do everything by myself. You don't understand. In my brain, it's the kiss of death when I get help because I 
have to be perfect and amazing. And he's like, well, time out, like time out. Let's work on a meal plan over the weekends. Let's have the kids cook once a night or once a week. Let's, you know, do some prepping here. Then it was like every closet in the house, like needs cleaned out. And he's like, yeah, our bathroom closet's really bad. I'm like, yeah, it really is. And I just don't even know when we're going to find the time. And he said, how about now? It was a Wednesday night. And I was like, now, oh my God. Immediately inside, I'm like, now, what does he think? It's a Wednesday night. Uh, doesn't he know my favorite show is on on Wednesday nights? Doesn't he know that on Wednesday nights, we don't do big projects? Doesn't he know, like, I've had a long, like, doesn't he know? And then I, there was like that part of me that had to stop and be like, wait a minute. I actually have nothing going on on this Wednesday. No kid has an activity that I have to take them to. I have no calls. Literally the most important thing I felt like I had to do on that Wednesday night was sit on the couch and watch a TV show. <laughs> so I was like, huh? Yeah, actually. Okay. He took away the barrier for me really fast, but if I didn't verbalize my struggle, we would never, and it took an hour for two of us to just clean out the bathroom closet. Like, and it's done like that. I would have thought about for probably at least a few more months before I actually got to it. And then I would have pulled everything out and then I would have left a giant mess because I probably wouldn't have finished it because I would have felt overwhelmed and I didn't know what to do with all the things. And I needed the body double. I needed the person to step in and say, nah, we'll just do this together. It's fine. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's just the communication of where am I struggling? Even when I feel like it sounds really silly and I was afraid of the judgment of others because of the ways in which I get stuck. Because I do see other people navigate the world easier in that regard. There are people on this planet who just decide to do something and then do it. <laughs> I admire those people. I am not those people. Like I decide to do something and then think about it for like a year and then take maybe a step toward it. And then I'm like, this feels hard or confusing or holy crap. And then I drop it all and run away. It's just such a good lesson. Communication, asking for help, and turning down the volume on all of my inner voices so that I can receive the help. One of the things collectively that has come out of not just the wall project, but any of our projects that we're working on together is when we chunk it down and do accountability, because we've created the connection accelerators now, which are eight week containers to take one of our living intentions, show up weekly for a call with others, specifically about one living intention, just to get forward movement, not necessarily mm -hmm. to complete it, but just to get forward movement is some of all the things that you're talking about with the wall is, okay, I had this idea, I'm putting it out there. And all I did was order stuff from ikea mm -hmm. <laughs> and now for how many ever months you know it's just sitting there and i'm thinking <laughs> I'm about the color, but i'm not really yeah. and you know it's it's percolating in your head the truth is that it wasn't like nothing was happening it just wasn't visible to the rest of us mm -hmm. that the idea of the wall and you're in well at that point it would have been you were percolating the color right it was mm -hmm. marinating mm -hmm. and and you're trying to allow it to bubble up. So that would be your starting, choosing a color was imperative to move the project forward, yes. right? Yes. And so in, in a connection accelerator, what we're doing is we're taking one of those things and allowing the person, whatever their item is, 
is to have a platform in which to be heard and seen and they don't have to take an action all they have to do is claim it like all they're really doing is is allowing it to bubble to the surface so that they can take a different look at it and go oh wait a minute this is so my, my 20 year old self and doesn't fit me anymore and i'm, just, I'm letting it go that mm -hmm. could be what happens and mm -hmm. i'm i thought i wanted this and i don't and so i'm letting it go and i'm replacing it with something different that mm -hmm. could be one thing that happens another thing what I'm really enjoying, and it really goes back to the wall from the standpoint of your wall is just a representation of yes. everybody has things on their list, their living intentions. What are their living intentions that they're not putting anything, any actionable, visible forward movement on? Mm -hmm. It might just be on a shelf in their brain. So it's not even taking up conscious space, but it is taking up unconscious space and, and it begins to get heavy and weighty. And all I'm saying in this moment is that's part of what I love about being in a circle and, and the connection accelerator that we're experimenting with now has already given us on different projects, not the wall, uh, mm -hmm. given us some different forward movement, but it's because we're receiving and giving support that it's allowing our living intention to move forward. The wall needed us to support you, holding the space of not being wrong because you hadn't done a dang thing with it. Because uh -huh. you, know, you would say that sometimes, you would be trying to beat yourself up and we're like, time out, it's just an iteration. Maybe that is the movement right now is that you're having to allow it to, oh, I just keep thinking of bamboo. You know how bamboo takes you know, seven to 10 to 12 years before it actually rises out of the soil. And so mm. people think nothing's happening, but it's, it's all underneath. It's, it is happening. Part of our human experience is we want to see it. We, we want to use our five senses. We want to see right. it, we want to touch it, we want to hear it, we want to taste it. Some of what's going on is unconscious. It's in the unconscious mind. Yeah, and we're inviting it to bubble up so that then we can take some human action. When you do it with a group, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone with the wall, even though it felt like it sometimes. You were actually never alone with that wall because yeah. you were in a conscious connection circle for years before you started that project. I knew, for example, that you wanted for years to create a home that sparks joy. You wanted to live in a home that sparks joy. Mm -hmm. That wall is a physical manifestation of a home that sparks joy. Yes. That wall sparks joy for me. And all the judgments that came up around it and all the barriers and all the things, like all of it. I got through to the other side with the help and support of those around me to help me get that wall. It truly is the manifestation of that one thing. That wall sparks joy. If for no other reason, then it's done. <laughs> the feeling of that is so light for me after it feeling so heavy for so long. It's just, oh, it's done. I love that wall. This mm -hmm. is a really good anchoring story of the Judgment Dragon Rumbles of the battle of receiving help from different, because it help came 
at different points with different people. You had to you had to do a lot of receiving mm -hmm. for this project to get completed. Mm -hmm. I complete projects that I start does not say, by the way, I mean, it might by myself unconsciously, <laughs> but it does not say right. by myself. Right. It does not. Correct. Correct. And oh, by the way, if you were to write that, I would probably go, mm, no, no, you're, you're leaving out receiving when you say you have to do it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Like there's, mm -hmm. there's, you're, you're setting it up to fail when you say by myself, me do it. Mm -hmm. Yes. It's a very toddler. I want to do it all by myself. Yeah. Well, and it's appropriate in, on some level. I mean, you did so much of that wall by yourself. Mm -hmm. so there was a piece of you that really needed to do the majority of it. You did by yourself. Mm -hmm. You chose the color all by yourself. Mm -hmm. You came up with the idea all by yourself. You ordered the stuff from Ikea all by yourself. <laughs> I did all the measurements all by myself. Yeah. You painted the majority of the ikea because mm -hmm. i think that's a piece of what the audience needs to know is it was white uh, all the ikea stuff came white white and with like that slick finish so p.s not easy to paint over because the that finish doesn't want to accept new paint so it's many coats many many coats to to get it covered fully yeah i did a lot of that wall yes you did. I did a lot of that wall. You did. But I needed help. Yeah. And I'm yeah. grateful and, for the help that I received. And we all do. And I really think that is part of the message for the audience is that we all need help mm -hmm. with something. We're all good at something. We're not good at everything. And we will have a richer, deeper, better experience of being human when we allow receiving and giving to be in flow. Yes, absolutely. I'm delighted that you were willing to give us the end of that wall story. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> well, people have been asking, they listened to the first podcast when we were talking about the wall and they were like, did the wall ever get done? What happened with Is the it wall? Ever finished? Yeah, what happened with the wall? So, Little did they know it was like a whole other year in the making, but yes. The wall is done. <laughs> it gives people, well, it, what I make up is that sharing the story of the wall and the timeline of the wall is actually helpful for those who are struggling in the muck of whatever project they're working on, thinking it's never going to happen. I just should give up now. Like, who was I thinking that I could podcast? Who was I thinking that other people would want to play conscious connection circles with us? And it's taking how many years for us to create this project, but each step of this project that we are creating to bring conscious connections to the world so that it's not us just supporting each other, but it's about teaching generations if they're open and willing and interested right. in how to receive and give support and get clear on what it is they want and be willing to change their mind. Mm -hmm. I mean, you had to change your mind about the wall. 
you had to change your mind about I'm doing it by myself and only by myself and everybody else better just get out of my way because because it won't count and it won't spark joy in my home if somebody else puts their energy into this wall. I must do it by myself. You had to change your mind. You had to be willing to shift your perspective and allow a different story to come in. That's part of the ingredient, quite frankly, of your finished wall is that Mm -hmm. you had to shift your perspective and allow yourself to receive help. Yeah. What would you say the three main lessons that you got out of this wall project that you will carry forward into other projects or living your life or even giving somebody else support? Receiving help is not failure. I can't hold others responsible for how they choose to give help if I don't clearly communicate how it would most benefit me to receive help. Perfectionism holds me back. It holds, it puts every bit of forward motion and momentum. It stops it dead in its tracks the minute I require perfection of myself or others. It's okay to approach things like this with more of a teacher's heart than the perfectionism, than the stern mother, grandmother perfectionism, you know, that's perfect parent energy that sometimes I think we ancestrally carry with us. And yeah. And those are big, big, good lessons. Yeah. For me. Huge. Yeah. Huge. Absolutely huge. Is there anything else you'd like the audience to know about this project and process and experience? To get what you're looking for in this human life, you have to first be clear about what it is that you want. For me, This was a lesson in that clarity of what I was looking for. And it manifested itself in a very physical way because it was a physical project in my home. But the reality is I had to get clear. It started with an item on my list and I needed to have some clarity around what does that mean to me? What does living in a home that sparks joy mean to me? It meant having some say in what my physical surroundings look like, which I felt stunted on that for a really long time with our rental living situations for the first 15 years of our marriage. I invite people to consider that when you take the time to really reflect and really go inward and think about what specifically you want out of this life, that is really the best roadmap to then going out and manifesting or receiving it or just making it happen. Because how do you know what to do next if you don't know what you want? That clarity and the way that we choose to get that clarity is through the process of having our living intention list. That clarity is really the very first stepping stone to anything, followed quickly by support and asking for it and being open to receiving it. That was beautifully said. I couldn't agree with you more. It is life-changing because we have a roadmap, a compass with the living intentions and a team to help us complete projects that we start. Mm -hmm. This is great. I really appreciate you sharing and being vulnerable in this whole story of the wall because it was vulnerable. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of 
Judgment Dragon Rumbles that you showed up in the arena for. And in mm -hmm. sharing those allows others to have space in which to rumble with their Judgment Dragons and do it anyway. Yeah. And ask for support. So exciting. Can't wait it to is. read your updated list and see what's going to be on this year. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited yeah. to share it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that at some point that's part of what we'll do um, mm. is read some of our own list so that people have some examples of that. And to let the audience know, we will be interviewing um, other women who are in Conscious Connection Circle. So you're going to hear stories probably starting mm -hmm. in February from some of the other women that are in the circle. So it's not just me and Tara <laughs> yep, <laughs> and, yep. and, and our life stuff so that you have something to look forward to hearing it from different perspectives and what it can do. And we are creating a workshop for you. It's going to be about creating your draft living intention list. We will be offering that. So stay tuned. I can't wait. <laughs> See you next week. All right. Bye. Bye.